Blog Talk Radio. Hi there, I'm Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and this show is a celebration of baby boomers who are embracing life as we grow older. And one of the best ways to celebrate life is by getting lost in the pages of a great read. If you are a fan of sweeping stories filled with curses, magic, and mystery, you are going to love the book we'll be discussing today. And better yet, this is one you and your older grandchildren can enjoy together. Jenny Elder Moak joins us to share all about her latest novel, Curse of the Spectre Queen. The book was just out last week and has already garnered a lot of praise and excitement, and I can't wait to get going. So welcome, Jenny. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me today. Well, first off, I I mentioned before we went on there, but I have to do it again. Congratulations. I'm sure this this past week has been filled with all sorts of wonders and excitement and interviews and all. And I know you've gone through a book lunch before because your previous book, Hood, came out about a year ago. But still, this has got to be something very, very interesting and wonderful for you. It is. You know, I think my book came out in a hood. My debut came out in June of last year, and that was sort of in the thick of everything closing down and people not being sure of stuff. And so we all kind of had to scramble to even just figure out what does a virtual event look like? How do we do things online now? And so a lot of that stuff is much more settled and routine. So I really just got to enjoy the launch this time around instead of figuring out, ah, how do I, like, what is Zoom? How do I install it? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, that would be rather daunting to be going out on, a, on your initial book launch and, and yeah, figuring out Zoom and everything else at the same time. But uh, this is, I mean, still, a, I know you've been through a lot of interviews and the word is really getting out. And, again, congratulations on this wonderful book. Thank you so much. It really is such a joy. You know, when you get in the weeds on a project and you get so micro-focused on, okay, just which which spelling do I use? Is this the right grammar or the right tense? It's just really amazing to do interviews like this where I can step back and remember, you have a book out in the world. It's on shelves at bookstores. That's incredible. Yes, it is, Jenny. Uh, and I have to say, I do want to get to the book in just a minute or two, but the other thing that had me so interested is I know right after college you worked for a publishing company, and I'm wondering, was that like a fluke of destiny, or had you always been into writing? Did you major in, you know, like the arts, or, or wh- how did that all come about? You know, I've always loved books. When I was a kid, you could not, you would not find me without at least one book, probably two or three in tow. Just in case I finished the first one, there, I couldn't have any gaps in my reading. Okay. And so I've always loved reading. I've loved stories, but I was intimidated to own, but I knew that that was a world I wanted to work in. And so there was an independent publisher in Austin where I went to college. And so I started working there out of college and it was such an incredible learning experience to see the business side, to really learn what does publishing look like, how does distribution work, what does editorial and cover design look like. I really got to see all of that. And the more that I learned about it, the more I thought, you know, I really want to do this from the author side, but I don't know if I can. That's 
writing a book is a lot of work, more work than I realized going into it. Because <laughs> once you sell it, there's a whole bunch of editorial that happens. But I really thought, oh my okay, gosh, I give well, this a go. So I did anything. I mean, how that day that you decided, you know, you you came to that decision. Wow. I mean, was there anything specific that said, okay, I'm ready to try this? Because it's frightening. And as you, I, 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 I can imagine a lot of work, especially writing a book like this, because there's so many surprises and all sorts of levels of plot and everything like that. Oh, yeah. I had to work my way up to this book. <laughs> this was not a book I could have written when I first started out. I think when I, the first thing I ever wrote, I sat down with one intention, which was just, I want to finish this. It wasn't about, I need to sell it or I need to, you know, see it as a book or whatever. I just wanted to know, can I get through a full draft of a story without quitting or getting lost or forgetting where I, where I was going with it or anything? And so I, I did that. And honestly, to this day, that was the most fun I've ever had writing a story because it was just me and the story, I didn't know anything yet. I was a sweet, ignorant babe in the woods. (laughs) And I got to the end of the story and I thought, okay, I did it. Now I guess I should go learn how to actually write a book. So I took classes and I went to seminars and I joined local writers groups. And it took me almost a decade before I sold my first book, Hood. And now Curse of the Spectre Queen is my second book, but it's the first of a new action-adventure series. So it's really looking at this book and looking back on everything, all the work I did to get here, really it's just built on itself, which has been so incredible for me as a writer. Oh, Jenny, well, I said it before a few times. Congratulations. i got to say it again. <laughs> i got to say, too, in the marketing materials, um, I don't know if you wrote this or they wrote that, you know, your marketing team wrote this, but it, you, you were talking about the book, and you hope to, and I'm quoting here, recapture the shining infinity of youth. And I thought, well, of course, my own shining infinity of youth is a bit long of tooth, and so are my fellow boomers. <laughs> but but I had to ask you, too, what, what led you to want to write for a young adult audience and by the way after I just said that it is a YA book but it's for for children and young adults and older adults and people of all ages because it is such a great read yes absolutely and this is the kind of story if anybody out there who's listening is a fan of Indiana Jones National Treasure the mummy da Vinci the da Vinci code any kind of story like that this is the book for you. It's categorized as young adult because the characters are young. They're in their late teens, early 20s. But really, I hope that the story transcends any kind of age category and really does appeal to anybody who just loves those high-level action-adventure stories. But the reason I choose to write young adult is what I really love about that time period in life is how you really are kind of on the edge of everything. You know, you're learning who you are and what you want in the world and how to go out and make those things happen. But what I realized, because I'm obviously not a young adult anymore, what I realized is that those topics appeal to me because I'm always living that too. I'm always looking for the newer, better, deeper understanding of myself. And I think that's true for all ages, for boomers, for kids, for people in my age group, we're always just kind of looking for who we are and what our place in the world is. And that's 
what that genre, that's why that genre really appeals to me as a writer. Well, and uh, talking about adventures and things, I mean, you you are, you have an, a very adventurous imagination, I'm sure. So let's get to the book itself and tell us a little bit about the story, your heroine's more notable adventures, and uh, a little bit about some of the background and all that kind of good stuff that went on in the book. Yes, absolutely. So Curse of the Spectre Queen is the first book in a new action-adventure series like I said, if you're a fan of Indiana Jones, The Mummy, National Treasure, this is in that same vein. And it follows an aspiring archaeologist, Samantha Knox, as she hunts down an ancient relic before it can fall into the hands of a misfitous hellbent on using the relic to bring about the end of the world. So, oh, very low stakes, not much happening, the quiet story. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> right. But what I really love about this story, you know, I love that these high-level action-adventure stories, but what really draws me to the world of Samantha Knox is that all of the historical details of the book are as accurate as I could possibly make them. So it's set in the Roaring Twenties. The the storyline is built around Celtic mythology, specifically Irish Celtic mythology, and there's a whole section of the book that takes place in medieval Dublin when she travels there to try and find this ancient relic. And all of those details are real. So I love the idea of this adventure that's happening, but it's set in real historical context. Geez, Jane, I mean, you were talking about what, you know, a daunting process writing a book like this was like. But I'm thinking, uh, again, um, uh, <laughs> with my brain and my abilities at this point, but how did you keep all this stuff straight? And how did you do the research into all these incredible, you know, things from the past? It was a massive undertaking. <laughs> when I look back, it's <laughs> wow. like a stack of of research books that I accumulated. But I think, you know, Hood was a historical as well. It's about the daughter of Robin Hood, but it's set in in the real medieval England times. And so I, I learned a lot about researching on that book. And what I learned that I was able to pay forward on Curse of the Spectre Queen is you get, when you're writing a story and you're trying to set it in a real historical context, you get really good at ferreting out the specific information that you want. And so I got really, especially because there's just, this book is really chock full of historical details. I mean, they, they ride, there's a whole section of the book where they take a steamer ship and it's the, the sister ship to the Titanic. So I did a lot of research on the Titanic and then the, the sister ship, the uh, RMS Olympic, and looked at photos of their interiors and did research on their history. And a lot of that, honestly, was for me, was just that's, those are things that I'll look up and research on my own just, just for fun, just to know things. So it was really cool to be able to take those things that I would probably have looked into anyway and then figure out how to fit them into this story as it was going forward. So I've gotten really good at thinking like, oh, instead of them just taking a ship, what if we take this really interesting historical ship that was running at that time? And then you could sort of work a little piece of extra history in there for people who love that in a story. Wow, Jenny, and I'm thinking too, each time you uncovered that, like this fascinating tidbits from history, you probably thought, ooh, I'm putting that in, and ooh, I'm doing this. And so it probably really inspired your, you know, your ideas for the book. 
Oh, absolutely. I'm always amazed when I research. I always come up with the story first, and then I'll go do the historical research to try and figure out, okay, how much of this can I actually achieve? And I always think that history is going to box me in and say, oh, well, that technology didn't exist, or people didn't really believe that, or, you know, they couldn't have accessed that at that time. But really, history helps me out. I mean, history is so much weirder and wilder than we realized it was. And so every time I come up with some, like, wacky idea, I'm like, there's no way I can pull this off. I'll go research, and then I'll find some historical fact that's, like, even crazier than the idea that I had. My gosh, Because people have always just been so over the top, you know, no matter what period of history there are, you can always find people who are just out there doing their own like wackadoodle thing. And it's great. It makes perfect fodder for stories. Wow, Jenny. Well, talk about wackadoodle. <laughs> I bet at this point you got, you know, this book is is launching and you've got all sorts of things to do with that. But I know it is the first of a series. You just mentioned that. How, are you writing the second one already or how's that going? Absolutely. I'm actually, I just got back a round of edits on it last week. So I'm, I already got to dive back into Sam's Next Adventure. It should come out of June of next year in 2022. I can't reveal the title yet, but I can say that it will be just as epic as Curse of the Spectre Queen. And I'm actually really excited to share with you and your readers today that Curse of the Spectre Queen has already been optioned for television. So I can't share any details about it yet, but if you heard the pitch and you thought that that's something I would love to see on the screen, it's coming soon. Stay tuned. Oh, Jenny, wow. Well, I guess life is so full for you right now and so exciting. <laughs> I just have to ask, we're running out of time, but do you have any final thoughts you'd like to share about your own adventures, Samantha's adventures, the future, whatever? This is hard to top, though, that it just got optioned for TV. That it's is hard true. to top. It's I have true. To it was a dream come true when I when I heard about it. Um, well, if anyone wants to know more about me or my books or where you can buy them, they can visit my website, JennyElderMoke.com, and that's got more information about me and my history in the industry. It's got links to buy all of my books. As soon as the book two title gets revealed, that will be on my website as well. So anything anyone could want to, want to know, they can reach me there. Oh, Jenny, I have been looking forward to this interview, and it was a true delight. Congratulations. <laughs> I mean, again, I, I really am excited for you, and wow, I am going to be ready to tune in when, when all this comes to the small screen, and then who knows, maybe the big screen later on, too. So you have quite an adventure yourself ahead of you. I do. It's such a blessing. I'm so grateful for it. Well, thanks again for sharing your time, your amazing sense of wonder and magic. And I do have to say to my audience, as we age, it is really important for us to keep the fun and fantasy in our lives and to recapture that shining infinity of youth. I love that line. (laughs) So I urge all of you out there, check out Jenny's website and the Curse of the Spectre Queen and find out more what's going on. And don't forget that this book is going to make a great summer read that you can share with your grandchildren who love fantasy, adventure, and a super fun summer book. So until next time, this is Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio saying I'll catch you later.
Bye-bye.